0: Hello and welcome to the Morning Sports Briefing, brought to you here on New Zealand Sport Radio at 8am every single morning. It's the best way to start your day up to date with all the important sports news. And today on the show, we have Chelsea Won't uh, Take Pay Cut, Uh, Will SC Johnson Increase Lemon Pledge Production? I have no idea. Broadcaster Blast the ARU, um, NRL Players being forced to leave family homes, and sport is returning. So let's move straight into that football news. And uh, Chelsea, the Chelsea um, first team squad will not be taking a pay cut after discussion with the club. What they have agreed is that they will continue to pay 10% of their salary to charities, such as, uh, such as medical charities over in the UK, uh, and none of the staff at Chelsea at all will be taking pay cuts and also Chelsea will not be taking the government levy um to help pay salaries either so clearly there are some uh t- um, clubs in the UK that are better off than others as I say as probably not making any cuts at all due to coronavirus whereas other clubs um have done Ever- as Everton striker um Moussy Keane uh, has been uh, found to be flouting um, lockdown restrictions, isolation restrictions, or having friends over for a party. Um, Everton Football Club um, was appalled about the incident, and they have um, talked to their player. He's not the first football player to think that he is above all these rules. Jack Grealish of Aston Villa and Kyle Walker of Man City have both been forced to apologise for breaches of the um, lockdown uh, while... Tottenham Hotspur players Sergei Aru and and Um, um Sissoko uh, have also had to apologize for training together. Now, training together this isn't as bad as having a mass party around your house, um, as Mr Keane has done. So, yeah, players there thinking they're above, above the rules uh, and getting told off by their clubs. Going to hand you over now to Ashwin. Yes, he's back after his weekend break to talk about that lemon pledge, whatever That Oh, actually, sorry, I forgot about the most important sport on the planet, which is clearly the Belarusian League. So um, for those of you who are watching on Facebook, YouTube and Twitter, rather than listening to the podcast, I brought the table up on screen. But overnight, Sluts um, beat um, Belashia 3-2 to go top of the league. Yes, that's my team who are now number one. Um, Steve from the deep south, uh, his team Torpedo BelAZ only drew a nil all overnight with Rue Brest and they slipped down to third in the table. The other game last night saw Isolac beat Vitbrecht 2-0. Other important results from the weekend, obviously, are Dynamo Brest losing to Shashuk. K- Ketoya, um meaning they now slip down to 14th in the table. That's Arshwin's, um side. And Gordier also lost to B- BATE02 um, and now sits at uh, 6th in mid, uh, so sort of just upper mid table, um, which, let's be honest, it still is much better than when Stephen from the far north started supporting them when they were in last place. So still uh, up there. Clearly, what that says is if you want your team to do well, Get me to support them, not Ashwin, um, as they, we've seen that team plummet since he took since since he joined them. Ashwin, please take us through the cricket news.
2: Oh, after that nice introduction, I'm crying first. <laughs> anyway, I will make sure I'm on or not on mute. So, as as mentioned in the headlines, just will S C Johnson increase lemon pledge production? So, after years of sending naughty boys and girls to their rooms for. Trying to alter the condition of the ball, the ICC could allow ball tampering. Now, we're looking at how are they going to achieve this. And that's where the old, back in the day, using a bit of lemon pledge on the ball to shine the ball up, and uh, get the old chucks cloth out. So we'll look at seeing whether they could allow substances to be used to polish that ball like lemon pledge. Now, this will be done under the strict supervision of umpire, should it go ahead this is. Obviously, with the use of body fluids being banned due to health and safety concerns around COVID, and now, obviously, in light of that, other um, communicable diseases, they're looking to it's being banned the whole process. So now, Simon Dool saying, Well, you've got to give them another option. You can't have uh, bowlers without the ability of maintaining the ball. The batsmen have a big edge in the game already. And by taking away the ability to polish the ball, get that swing happening, which is what the polish allows, that takes away another tool in the bowler's arsenal. So anyway, further discussions we'll have on this issue with Tarun and Rohit on swinging from the hip on Thursdays at 8 p.m. on right here on New Zealand Sport Radio. So join us there, and we'll discuss what are the implications of not allowing players to maintain the ball, or what other options are there. To being able to do it also as discussed on swinging from the hip last thursday's show as the BCCI struggle to find a window for the 2020 edition of the ipl first and second time players are struggling what will with the will they won't they discussion around the resumption of play beginner salaries mean a lot to these players as many of them use the money to help families survive day to day. Far away from the millions that the stars make, this is an opportunity for them to support the families with basics of day-to-day living. Players like Tushar Pesandi wait eagerly for daily developments on whether he will be even play this year. And finally, we've got Tana Mir, who is the former captain of the Pakistan women's team, is called Time on Her Career. She led Pakistan 72 times, in 122 ODI appearances where she was fifth on the all-time wicket takers list in women's ODI teams. She took 151 wickets in ODIs and she took 89 wickets in T20 matches over 106, sorry, yeah, so in T20 matches over 106 games. And, Paul, that's our cricket news for today. Thank you very much,
0: Ashwin, for that uh, update on the cricket. And, yes, it's going to be interesting to see how the um I was going to say the ICC, but it's not anymore, is it? Um, deal with the, yeah, deal deal with this the, the, the way that you can manage the ball, work the ball rather than necessarily tamper the ball in the future. Um, handing you over now to Steve from the far north. He's going to bring us up to date with the birthday news. And You can tell he's from the far north because he's got his good old Northland jersey hanging in the background.
3: Thank you, Paul, and uh, good morning to everybody. What is a very a beautiful morning? Here in Auckland. So, a great start for our three birthday recipients this morning. A black cap who scored a tonne on debut, a former Canterbury number no. eight now in charge at the Waratahs, and finally, a player that went from the junior Warriors to the New Zealand Sevens. And that's where we're starting. Dylan Collier is a New Zealand Rugby Union and a former Rugby League player. Collier currently plays for the Waikato and represents New Zealand in Rugby Sevens. A goal kicking winger, Collier was a New Zealand. Warriors Junior and played in their 2011 National Youth Competition Grand Final winning side. Collier signed for Waikato Rugby in 2013 and made his New Zealand Rugby Sevens debut in 2015 after playing for Waikato at the National Sevens Championship. He joined the Southern Stags for the 2016 Martin Cup but has since returned to Waikato. Dylan DJ Collier, born this day the 27th of April 1991 in New Zealand, Dylan is 29 today. Staying with the oval ball, Rob Penny is a former New Zealand rugby union player, playing at number eight for Canterbury throughout his career. Penny moved into coaching with stints at the Crusaders as an assistant, along with head coaching roles at Canterbury, New Zealand under 20, Munster and Shining Arcs in Japan. He is the current head coach of the Waratahs in Super Rugby. Rob Penny, born this day, the 27th of April, 1964 in New Zealand. Rob is 56 today. And uh, finally, a uh, cricketer, Hamish Rutherford, is a New Zealand cricketer who plays first-class cricket for Otago and represents New Zealand in international cricket. A left-handed batsman, occasional Left arm spin bowler and 2020 specialist, Rutherford is the son of former New Zealand test captain Ken Rutherford and the nephew of Ian Rutherford. Rutherford played 16 tests, scoring
1: 755
3: runs, an average of 26.96, with his one and only century being 171, which he got on debut against England. In March 2013, Hamish Duncan Rutherford, born this day, the 27th of April, 1989, in Dunedin. Hamish is 31 today. And it's really interesting that he actually, on debut, got 171, but really just couldn't carry on from there.
0: Absolutely. Back to you, Paul. Uh, Absolutely, yeah, uh, he he didn't manage to go all the way. But uh, congratulations to them on their birthdays. Uh, moving on to rugby news, um, we have got uh, again uh, trouble in Australia um, as the T- T- um, um 10 is it 10 TV? Uh, sorry, broadcast of 10, um, Vincent's Fury uh, that it hadn't been um, talked to, or Anderson hadn't been talked to, who was the outgoing um, CEO. Or again, chairman, sorry, uh, CEO, was uh, complained that he hadn't been uh, talked to about the situation with Castle. Um, now, the interim chairman Paul McLean had talked to his successor um, uh, about it, but still, Ten has vented its fury, saying that uh, uh, the that it had been involved with a, a back of rugby for nearly a decade uh, and hadn't actually been uh, consulted um, on this, and thought it was disgraceful the way things have been going in other news optus um has said that it could be 12 months before they're ready to come back to the negotiation table Uh, the singapore-based company has said that now rugby australia says they have no knowledge of that um, having agreed a six-month delay to the talks um, but obviously it would be concerning if optus weren't able to return it to the table this year this obviously follows the fact that uh, there's been a bit of fallout with foxtel Um, who are in the final eight months of their five-year deal with Rugby Australia. um, And Rugby Australia refused to take the Foxtel deal back in October or even come up with a counteroffer, instead deciding to take it to the open market and to to, to allow sites to bid for the rights. So uh, all a bit of a mess over in Australia with the TV rights there. Uh, Obviously, the timing of COVID-19 really has uh, not helped them at all with all of that um, it does look like the interim uh, chairman will be meeting with uh, Nick Far Jones today so it'll be interesting to see what comes out of that as we said yesterday the so far all the captains have said is that hey they is that they want a board to review how to take things forward in a better way um, rather than any actual answers but Nick Far Jones has gone quiet and refused any press uh, interviews since Railing Castle stood down. Also, overnight, we've had the World Rugby vote for the chairman, vice chairman and the executive committee. Now, the vice chairman, there was only one candidate himself, so he, Laporte, will get that role. Uh, And with the Fijian candidate pulling out of the race for the executive committee, there are exactly one, there's only one person per seat there. So that's they will all get automatically voted in. You would expect it. All comes down to just who has been voted in as the chairman. Is it going to be Bill Beaumont returning, or will the vice president, vice chairman, or vice president? I can't remember what the actual term is now. Um, uh, Augustine Pichot uh, step up to the big role. Uh, it was all a very tight. Lots of news coming from different parts of the world saying that the Japan two votes or the Oceania votes were going to be key in this. So um, that's all happened. But now World Rugby will take a, a, a good time for it, for I think it's Coopers in Switzerland to go through and make sure that the votes are all legit before announcing on the 11th of May. That's right, it's going to take two weeks for them to decide how the 51 votes have fallen and who is going to be uh, in charge going forwards. That is your rugby news. I'm going to hand you over now to uh, Stephen from the Far North for our league update. Thanks again,
3: Paul. In the league news, NRL players, their homes and fellow occupants of their homes will have to be screened by club doctors as part of new NRL biosecurity measures. Players of all clubs will also have to complete an online course on COVID-19 so that they are aware of the risks and signs of the virus. The screening will also apply to officials, Both players and officials will have to indicate if there are family members living in the home who have had existing medical conditions. That could lead to some players and officials being forced to find alternative living arrangements. Players will also be told that they can't come any training exempt in club organized sessions players are also expected to be told that they cannot lift share with teammates or take taxis i have seen our biosecurity measures arl chairman peter volando said on 2gb they are the best i've seen i have been involved in a unique info influenza and have been keeping the racing industry going with biosecurity measures but these are the best they uh, will be the benchmark for all sports when health officials see them and the level we have got have gone to to beg your pardon troy grant and wayne pierce have done a fantastic job in uh, drafting these they commissioned five experts including a chemical war expert that's the level we have gone to i'm very confident that everything is being done Everything, beg your pardon, I'm very confident everything that is being done is minimal to no risk to the community or the players. And uh, obviously the NRL are leaving no one stone unturned because they've even sort of looked at their uh, at their supporters, an opportunity for their, op- their supporters to uh, go back to the game. Now, the NRL's Innovation Committee, Project Apollo, has locked in the May 28th as the uh, day that the 2020 season will return to action. But there's plenty that needs to happen before that's a reality with the longer season than previously expected to be on the cards here are the some of the latest updates we've got the nrl is considering the possibility of allowing rugby league fans to attend the highly anticipated state of origin series but only if they let organizations at their movements on an app Origin will not be scheduled until October at the earliest, but as the COVID-19 infection rate drops in Australia, the NRL is looking at potential strategies for endorsing crowd attendance. When the NRL returns in late May, spectators understandably will not be permitted, and as Australia continues to flatten the curve, delaying origin increases the chance of a crowd being in attendance. We put people on an app, and if you're a really hardcore supporter and you can stay at home for 14 days and isolate yourself and we can track you on the app, you can go to the game, Valande's told Triple M on Saturday. So they are pulling out all the stops in the NRL, and we pulled out all the stops today. We'll be back tomorrow with more league
0: news. Thank you very much, Stephen, for that update um, And as Quinton asks in the chat, what do we think about the way forward for Super Rugby and the Rugby Championship? Well, check out Hash Rugby Chat on Tuesday evening at 8pm For that, where, where our rugby discussion show will talk about those um, topics. Over in the USA now, in the NBA, they are being allowed now to return back to practice uh, if the state they're living in does not have a stay-at-home order. Now, that looks like places like Oklahoma, uh, Georgia, uh, and uh, certain parts of Florida are talking about coming out of stay-at-home orders, even though medical practitioners are saying it's too early to do so. Um, the NBA is going to allow solo practice, not team practices, um, initially, uh, so that because some players say they have not seen a hoop or even touched a basketball since the suspension of play, which is kind of surprising when you think about the kind of money some of these, the, the, most of these athletes are on, that they haven't got themselves a hoop um, at home for a bit of practice. One, uh, the Miami Heat, for example, sent a hoop round to each of their players to make sure they had those facilities. Uh, you'd be surprised, it's surprising that other uh, organisations haven't done something similar. Um, in the NHL over there, which is the National Hockey League, uh, which is also suspended at the same time as the NBA or about the same sort of point, um, they say they're not going to make any more, any announcement until April the 30th um, about how they might uh, advance with uh, with their trainings. Coming back to New Zealand and um, racehorsing and greyhound racing um, may also, uh, looks to be returning in Southland under Alert Level 3. Um, so if you are into your racing, then uh, it looks like May the 30th will be the first race back um, at uh, with both uh, harness, and Greyhound Racing at Ascot Park. In other news, um, golf clubs are also looking, or some golf clubs will be opening under level three. They're going to have to keep a track of everybody who plays. Uh, you're going to have to book online, and they're going to have to keep contact tracing um, as well. So make sure you get in touch with the golf course before you think about going and playing. You have to play with people just inside your bubble. Um uh, the, the allowance at level three to expand your bubble um, due to uh, close family members or isolated people and caregivers does not ex- does not extend to uh, expanding um, your bubble to include your golf foursome uh, has been as that has been made clear. So do check out official guidelines before you go back to playing golf. Um, but at least some uh, sport is on the horizon. As they say, it's golf, but not as we know it. Um, is uh, to to, to coin a famous um, Star Trek uh, phase there. And that brings you, that gets you up to date with all the important news, uh, sports news today. Don't forget to join us at 8am every morning. And also if you would like to uh, become a reporter on the morning sports briefing, or if there are other sports that you would like to uh, have a discussion show about, then please do reach out to us here at New Zealand Sports Radio. We have obviously added a cricket show. Um, We are looking at adding other shows, uh, potentially provincial level um, specific rugby shows, for example, potentially other sports specific shows maybe as well. Clearly, we've had interviews with Volleyball New Zealand, Surfing New Zealand, Bowls New Zealand um, over the last few, over the last week or so. uh, And if those sports pique your interest, then do please reach out to them um, to see what opportunities there are to play those sports. Thank you, Ashwin. Thank you, Stephen. Uh, And uh, stay safe, everybody, in your bubbles today.